Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Shot clock down to seven, throws to Bielitsa. Bielitsa penetrates, finds Curry, right side. It's a triple, and it's good! It's good with 3.9 to go in the backcourt. Davon Reed won't get it off in time. The quarter ends, and you can add another moniker to the Stephen Curry saga. He's now Mr. 3,000. The first player in NBA history to get to 3,000. He's kept the Denver lead to 13 with 12 minutes to play. And that's how it went down today. Steph Curry, founding member, opener of the 3000 Club. I'm, I'm Shamari Block. You're on 95.7 The Game. This is Warriors Post Game. Here with my man Sterling Bennett behind the glass. Steph Curry, 3,000 three-pointers made. The next closest person has 2,500. The next closest active person has 2,500. He's going to be alone. That's going to be a lonely club for at least, at least a year or two. And also, also today, by the way, let's get into that. So today, Steph Curry has made 172 three-pointers today. It's time for the Steph Curry three-point up update brought to you by Masterclass. Steph Curry has made 172 threes this season. Masterclass lets you learn from over 100 world-class instructors anytime, anywhere, and at your pace. Get 15% off your annual game membership at masterclass.com slash the game. So, 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 Dub Nation, I hope you guys are with me, is I don't know what to make of what we just saw today. It, it, it was like a tale of two games. There were two distinct Warriors teams out there. There's a one we saw for the first two and a half-ish quarters that was trash. That was trash. They did not play well. Then the last uh, 18, 20 minutes, you, you saw Warriors basketball. You saw the defense playing. You saw shots getting made. Steph Curry made one three through three quarters. He made four more in the fourth quarter alone, and it all added up to a three-point loss. What's the story of today's game? Was it the? Is do we look at the silver lining? Do we say, hey, at least they almost came back? I don't believe in mo um, any moral victories, but when you played as poorly as they played in the first half, and then you managed to come back and make a game out of it and really almost win, then there's something to be said about the character of your team and the talent of your team. That said, it, it, this, this wasn't no Phoenix Suns out there. This is the Denver Nuggets led by Jokic. And, and, you know, basically also led by Compazzo and Austin Rivers. Will Barton put up 21 today. What's the story of this game? And I'm, I'm, 
I'm going to need your help. Dub Nation, I'm going to need your help. 888-957-9570. How did you see this game? There are so many things that happened today. The Warriors shot like Shaquille O'Neal from the free throw line today. Like Shaquille, 51%. That's Shaq numbers. That's uh, that's Giannis numbers. You, you name your poor free throw shooter. The entire Warriors team shot 50%. Steph Curry, by the way, went six for seven. So if you take out his seven shots... It wasn't good. Jonathan Kaminga went three for 10. JTA, I believe he went something like one for seven or one for six. So just bad free throw shooting all around. And look, you lost by three points. You lost by three points, 89, 86. If you shoot 60%, if you shoot 58% today, you win this game. They let it slip away. And and you talk about that concept of teams finding ways to win, and the Warriors almost found a way to win, but essentially, at the end of the day, they found a way to lose because they turned the ball over, because they missed the free throws, and because they got out to a 24-point deficit uh, at the end of the first half. Now, they almost came back. Good for them. Good for them. And you get an eight for effort for coming back and making it 86-89. They tied the game 84-all with about a a little under two minutes left or about two minutes left on a Gary Payton II. I don't want to be in the dunk contest, but I'm going to dunk like it's a dunk contest dunks that he seems to throw up every every game, right? You have a... yeah, you had some amazing performances, though. Uh, you, you had Andrew Wiggins, who returned from the COVID health protocol to put up 21 points on 20 shots. Steph Curry, he went 6 for 16. He scored 23 points. Uh, like 20 of them, 21 of them were basically in the fourth quarter. 18 of them were basically in the fourth quarter. 21 of them were in the second half. What a game. What a game. What a game. Ultimately, though, at the end of the day, the Warriors lost to the Nuggets, and all that does is still put them one half game ahead of the Phoenix Suns in the West for the best record in the West and for the best record in the NBA. So let, let's go Let's go to a recap here. So we we had JTA. J, so the starting lineup today, sorry about that. Starting lineup today, you had Curry starting next to GP2. You had JTA in place for, for uh, Draymond Green, who was, again, out with the – out with the uh, COVID protocols, health and safety protocols, you had Looney starting, and then you had, uh, I believe it was Otto. Was it Otto, Was it Otto Porter or was it at the four? Who? Oh, at Wiggins. Hello, and then you had Wiggins starting, right? The starting lineup for the Warriors, they they didn't really they didn't do horribly, right? Wiggins put up twenty one, Curry put up twenty three. You got ten from JTA. Looney put up six. Gary Payton, the second, GP2, 11 points on four for six shooting. The turning point, though. Let's talk turning points. So the Warriors were down 24 points at the end of the second half. The end, the end of the second half, it was 60 to 30. 60 to 30, the Warriors were down. Oh, I'm sorry about that. They were down, they were down, yeah, 60 to 36. I'm sorry. They were down 60 to 36. Somewhere about in the middle of the the third quarter, there were back-to-back turnovers that led to points, and it cut the lead to 18. It was capped by by, uh, Andrew Wiggins basically just, oh, man, it it was beautiful. So I don't know if you ever, if you watch football, if you ever played football, I played linebacker. And as a linebacker in, in high school and college, particularly high school, if someone's running the triple option and you're shooting into that gap, 
the quarterback is exchanging the ball to the fullback. It's it's a it's a it's called the dive. It's the first read in the triple option, right? And my dream as a linebacker was to get in there and and tackle the pitch the the dive back and the quarterback at the same time. Andrew Wiggins did just that. Yoker was doing a little one of those little tricky handoffs that they do to to the uh, to someone on the on the perimeter there, and Wiggins just swooped through, raced down the court, dunked it, and. and they were it, it put put them down by only 18, but it was in that moment that you were just like, okay, all right, all right, Warriors basketball is gonna happen. And from that point, and from that point, they rallied back. They rallied back all the way. And, and you kind of felt it. You kind of did. So, okay, I'm getting some help here from the 510. Bench 0 for 8 on three-point shots. That's definitely one thing that happened like that. And, and the Warriors in general didn't shoot great. They didn't shoot poorly. They didn't shoot great from three. They shot 31%, which is below their is way, way below their average. Curry, obviously, he didn't shoot up to his standards. He was uh, at 30, 32%. Um, what else we got here? Said so, I know Jokic is a beast in the paint, but, man, we need to rebound bad down the stretch. That's my man, Ice T. Waikiki. <laughs> oh, man. I see. Listen, let me tell you this. If you were watching the game, and I was, Jokic looked like he looked like a, a, a 12th grader at a, at a fifth grade basketball hoop. You know the dunk courts? I don't know if you ever went, they had the dunk courts, like at an elementary school where they have the courts that are lower. Jokic looked like a, a 12th grader who went down to the fifth grade ball court where he just, he stood up and he put his hands up and he was bigger than everybody else. And it wasn't just taller. This is a wide, massive human being. And there were so many times, and you mentioned rebounding. There were so many times, so many times tonight where he just, he, it, there was nothing that anyone could do. JTA, uh, Looney, everybody's sitting next to him. They, they look like they look like children. He's such a big, massive guy. He was shooting the ball. He shot the ball just without even jumping. He shot the ball over people. And, and there were multiple situations. He had 18 rebounds. There were multiple situations where he got like three of those rebounds after missing two shots. He looked like a man among boys. And all that said, he didn't really – he didn't kill you tonight. He didn't. I mean, he did. <laughs> I mean, he really, really did. He really, really did. He scored he, – he's had 18 buckets. He had uh, he had 18 points. He, I'm sorry, he had 22 points. He had 18 rebounds. That is killing you. But the defense, the defense wasn't as bad as people made it out to be, or as bad as you would imagine that it would be without Draymond Green. Now that first half, oh, that first half looked bad, and they were bad at everything. They were bad at rebounding. They were bad passers. They were bad shooters. They did nothing well. I, I, you know, I'm not going to say they did nothing well. When they dribbled the ball from one end of the court to the other, they, they did that. They did that at a competent level. Everything else they did, oh my goodness, it was bad. But, but to that point, the Warriors held the Denver Nuggets to 89 points this this tonight. That is their fourth lowest total they've held anybody to. So on uh, what is this? On uh, October 30th, they held OKC to 82. November 5th, they held New Orleans to 85. And then on the November 18th, they held Cleveland to 89. So this was actually one of their best defensive performances of the season. And that's not why they lost. They lost because, because of the, the free throw shooting. I feel like rebounding was a huge thing. There were so many second chance buckets. The Nuggets really didn't necessarily shoot well. They shot 41% as a team. They shot 24% from three. The biggest storyline tonight, though, to me, and there are many, 
and there are many, and 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 we're, we're, it's a loss. It's a loss, right? So there's not going to be. It's not going to be flowery. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be a whole, whole lot of just, oh, man, this thing went really great. The biggest thing to me was Draymond Green missing on the offensive side of the ball. Everybody thinks about Draymond. Oh, he's the defense. He's the the defender, and he is. He is the greatest defender in the NBA today. He's one of the greatest defenders in the history of the NBA. But, 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 but. What he does on the offensive end, and he doesn't score. No, he doesn't. He doesn't put up shots. He doesn't drive to the basket. But what he does in terms of being a facilitator, being a distributor, and being a playmaker, it's underrated. It's so underrated. And, and again, they only gave up 89. That's a Draymond stat line in terms of points given up in a game. But they only scored 86. That is the worst offensive performance they've had this season in a season where they're just lighting it up. They're lighting it up. They're averaging well over 100 points a game. They are one of the best offenses in the league, and Draymond Green is a big part of that. Early on, Steph Curry riled the back first three minutes. He had two turnovers. JTA had a few. Everybody's out there turning the ball over. I saw so many passes. So many passes. Not only not the passes that just got intercepted. I saw so many passes sail out of bounds because someone cut the wrong way or the passer just didn't have things figured out. So many passes. And Draymond Green, that's what he does. That's what he does. He gets the ball at the top of the key or in, on the corner or wherever he is. He gets the ball. He surveys thing, and he gets the ball to the right guy, usually Steph Curry. And if you want to know one reason why Steph Curry only scored 23 or why he only shot 30% from three and why he didn't have a traditional Steph Curry game, I mean, look no further. Draymond Green's ability to play make, that was missing tonight on the offensive end. And if you have Draymond Green, and if you have on the offensive end, if you have Draymond Green on the defensive end, I think you're in pretty good shape. So we have some Steve Kerr sound we're going to get to later on today. We also have JTA. I also think, uh, Sterling, we got anybody else coming up? Anybody else? Okay, so so far we have some JTA sound. We have some uh, Steve Kerr sound about today's loss. We're going to get to that in just a few minutes. Uh, 707's chiming in. Overall, it was a great game, but considering all the parameters they had to deal with, but RIP to the great John Madden. And, yeah, this is the Warriors postgame show, so we're not going to get too far into it, but RIP John Madden, the pride of Daly City. Local legend, Raiders head coach, and if you uh, 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 Monday Night Football announcer, and if you're a video game guy like me, he is also the namesake of the single greatest video game in the history of video games. All right, so <laughs> overall, it it wasn't, and, and okay, so seven oh seven. Let me just try to get back to you here. Overall, it was a great game considering all the parameters they had to deal with. And yeah, you can say that you can say that seven oh seven, but there's also a there's also an element of of they should have played better. They put themselves in a hole because they they just they they like I said, sloppy passing, horrible shooting, uh, you name it. And they should have done better. They should have done better. So I'm gonna I see my man Mike in the city getting there. I'm gonna get see what Mike in the city has to say about things. Mike, what is the story tonight? What what happened? What happened? Because I'm I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, it's horrendous. Uh, Nuggets have been struggling, and I know I understand Draymond out still. Just I think the Warriors are still a better team. Uh, Nuggets not playing well. They've had COVID issues as well, 
and this is a team you should beat. Shouldn't get down in the 24-point hole. And, and, and Curry just off. Even with that being said, the Nuggets were just anxious to give this game away. And I think the number one stat is the free throw shooting. That was just, that was CYO level embarrassing. You can't shoot 50% from the free throw line. Three-point game, I mean, this has been a runway for, for the Warriors. They've really shot themselves in the foot. It's rare we've been saying that about this team this year, but it's just so many times that the, the Nuggets were looking to gag this game away, not only there down the stretch, just, just throughout the, the game because then they're not really playing great basketball outside of, of Jokic. So uh, the Warriors really got to be kicking themselves, even without their guys being out. This is a game they should have won, really. And, uh, you know, if you want to maintain that top seed, you can't really let this game, uh, game away. I expect to make adjustments. And in, in Denver, I know it's mile high. It's a tough place to play. But I think they're still the superior team. And I, I expect that Kerr is going to have these boys shooting free throws all practice, getting them right, and hopefully – they make amends uh, Thursday night in Denver. <laughs> Mike, yeah, I feel that right. Uh, as you show up to practice tomorrow, it's like we're we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, run the offense. We're, we're not gonna run. We're, everybody get on the line. <laughs> get on the line. Everybody is shooting a thousand free throws today. I don't know if that actually happens in the NBA. I know it happens in high school. I imagine it also happens in college. But I don't know if you get to this point and you're just like, hey, everybody, but but. Uh, that's definitely a thing that you work on, but I feel that I feel in practice. I feel in practice. Even your worst three-point shooters in practice, when the lights aren't on and there's there's no one in the stands and you're just sitting there and there's a quiet gym. I feel like most dudes in the NBA probably shoot way better than fifty percent. I feel the thing is is that you get you get to this point where the game gets to you and your adrenaline's up and your heart's beating and you're excited and all these things. And then, boom, there you have it. Now I'm sitting here at the line. It, it, it's it's 19,000 people in the Chase Center, and all they want to do is see me hit this free throw, and it somehow gets to people's heads. That said, one thing you did mention, Mike. Mike also brought up Steph Curry. Steph Curry took 16 shots tonight. He only took six in the first half. He only took six in the first half, and we get on LeBron for this all the time because I get what he was doing. He was trying to make the correct basketball play, make the basketball play, be unselfish, uh, uh, give the distribute the ball, be a playmaker, all those sort of things. But with a couple of minutes left today, Steph Curry came off the screen, jumped up and busted a three, a Steph Curry three, like one of those just off balance, tossed it in, nothing but bottom of the net three pointers right in Jokic's seven foot tall face. Seven-foot-tall Jokic has his hand up. Steph Curry gets the ball over him. He gets it in. Most of the game, Compasso was on him. He's taller than this guy by an inch or two, and I just don't know why he didn't force the issue. Six shots from Steph Curry and a half. That's unacceptable. All the best scorers in the NBA, night in, night out, they take 20 shots. It, it, they take 20 shots if the defense is focused on them. They take 20 shots if the defense is, is sagging off of them. They're going to get their 20 shots in. And Steph Curry took 16, took 10 in the first half. He only took six in the first half. And I wanted him to press the issue. Because when you look at some of these other guys, you look at some of the other guys that did take shots, and he took the second most shots, obviously. But you look at Igadawa, He went 0 for – I'm sorry. You look at Otto Porter Jr., 0 for 4. Chris Gioza, 0 for 2. Andre Igadawa, 0 for 2. Uh, uh, and, you know, uh, JTA actually went four for six. But even though Curry wasn't shooting well, I'd rather see him take a, a contested shot 
than some of these other dudes taking open shots. You're Steph Curry, and 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 we need we need that from you, man. I wanted to see that, and as long as Curry, oh, the, sometimes you just have to defy logic. Because you're Steph Curry, you defy logic already by the way you play the game and the things you do. Defy logic with the, hey, you know what? I'm sitting here with Compazzo on me, and if he puts his hands up, I'm going to bust one in his face. I wanted to see that. Where was that tonight? Let's get to my man Coach in Los Altos. Coach, what's happening? You're on with Shamari Block. Hey, Shamari. Great show. Great to hear your voice. Love, love, love hearing you. <laughs> Appreciate um, being on, man. Driving back from the game, yeah, man. I driving back from the game, and um, uh, you know, as I was sitting there, you know, the the I'll, I'll tell you this: a few a few things for for folks that if if you weren't there, number one, the place was dead. Like it was the energy of our team. They just looked tired, and like you know, even uh, even GP two and JTA, um are you know you're used to them just providing this spark and this energy it just wasn't there so that was the first thing i noticed the second thing i noticed is is you you nailed it curry was trying to do the right basketball play but he had four turnovers in like the first quarter that first quarter was was horrific 16 points that's like an njb game (laughs) and then um the 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 third thing and I, i haven't heard this commented on and i've i've just seen the officiating has really gotten bad. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, Austin Rivers is the biggest flopper on the planet. He, he's, he's super soft, Barton soft, and these guys do this flop where their head flies back, and, they, and, and you know, replays on the big monitor show that it was complete, you know, uh, soccer. It was MLS. And Curry's just getting mugged. He's trying to cut through the lane. They're grabbing him. Um, uh, the guy from Argentina, I forget how to pronounce his name. Compazzo. He had his shorts in his hand. Yeah, Compazzo had his shorts in his hand, had his arm around him. When, when Barton switched onto him, he was grabbing him as he was going through the lane. It's, it's really, really bad and inconsistent. You know, again, if they, if they shot their free throws, you, you nailed it. It was in their head. Um, they win the game. But it's 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 kind of pathetic that the greatest shooter in NBA history doesn't get the calls he deserves when floppers are getting the calls. So I just I would love to hear your thoughts on that because it in the building it was it was terrible. Like there was a lot of refs you suck chanting going on in the nineteen thousand. It was it was pretty bad. Yeah, coach. Thanks thanks for the call, coach. And you know what? I, I feel you that. The refereeing, it's not that the refereeing is bad. It's that the refereeing rewards that type of behavior. And this season, they came into it. There's going to be the emphasis on not letting James Harden do the pass dispenser thing where he gets the calls and, and, and get rid of all these, these bogus calls. But these part of it is, is that some of these, like, flopping is a skill. Unfortunately, flopping is a skill. And there are some people that are really good at it. And unlike Steph Curry, who said, hey, I'm going to spend my time, you know, learning to shoot and dribble and pass and do basketball things, some dudes spend their time mastering the art of deception on referees. So I don't put it on the refs too much because there is an emphasis on it. It's a mindset. And you mentioned, like, the soccer player, right? The, the soccer player, the uh, the Premier League flopper, right? They like, I feel like that came – 
about over the last couple of decades. I'm not saying it's because of, of players that come over from Europe, but I'm saying like that, that mindset has come over in the past couple, couple of decades. And coach, it does. It reminds me of what you see in the Premier League or in the World Cup or whatever, where guys are like, oh, and, and it, it's not basketball. And the Warriors don't do that. And that's why they don't get the calls. Now, that said tonight, that said, the Warriors took 31 free throws to the Nuggets 21. So they won that battle tonight in terms of, of, uh, of, of penalty shots. But, yeah, yeah, some of it was BS. The other thing you said, you said the energy was dead. You also talked about Curry's turnovers early in the game. And th- that's my point. That's my point. Some, these turnovers were trying to make some spectacular pass when, to me, in my mind, he should have just busted a move and either went to the rack or busted a move and did his little step back, side step three. Do something because – you, you, you don't have Draymond out there to to kind of be help you facilitate. And guess what? Just get yours. Steph Curry, get yours. Oh, there's so many ways they could have won this game tonight, especially when you consider that they lost only by three. They lost by three. The 8 3 1. Curry should drop 50 points on subpar players like Composo. And I agree. This is the entire second half in particular, but most of the first half. I'm sitting here looking like, Steph, this guy can't guard you. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So, 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 we're coming, we'll be back in a few. We'll be back in a few. When we get back, we're going to hear from Steve Kerr. We're probably also going to hear from JTA. And also, hopefully, we'll hear from you. I see the calls lighting up. 888-957-9570. Get in with your boy, Shamari Block. The block is hot right now. And me and Sterling, we will be back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jokic gets it on Looney. Spins, gets it to the baseline. Spins back middle, goes up, flipped it too strong. Rebound Wiggins, there was contact there. Curry, leak out to Payton, goes up and dumped it. We're tied! We're tied for the first time all night. Tied at 84 with a minute to go. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Oh, oh, GP2, that dunk, that dunk. In that moment, that moment, the Warriors tied the game with about a minute left on a Gary Payton II dunk. And I said it before, Gary Payton II. Oh, I I don't want to be in the dunk contest every time he gets a dunk out in the open court. It's It's some slam dunk contest. The only thing that's missing... Is uh is somebody pulling up in the Kia and throwing them the lob? Okay, spectacular, Duncan. I'm Jamari Block. This is Warriors Post Game Live uh, with my man Sterling Bennett here behind the glass. That moment, though, at that moment, you're sitting there. There's a minute left. You watch the Warriors come back from down 24 points to tie it. And in that moment, in that moment, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm like they're gonna do this. They're gonna do this. And the, the, what ended up happening was that the Warriors only scored two more points and the Nuggets scored five. That's how you get to 86-89, folks, okay? They scored five, you only scored two. But there was a critical moment after that. And it might even be the most significant play of the game. Now, with the Warriors down by two points, the Warriors are down two. The score is 86-88. And Otto Porter Jr. has the ball. Okay, before that, let me go. Let me back, backtrack. The Nuggets have the ball at their end of the court. It is it is very, very few seconds left in the game. It's it, it's something like, yeah, I don't know, something like 20, 24, 20, something like something very minuscule amount of time. The Warriors get the turnover. The, the Nuggets don't even get a shot up. The Warriors get the turnover. They, they kick the ball down the court. Otto Porter has the ball, and he's coming down the lane, and Jokic steps up. Big old slow-footed Jokic steps up, and what does Otto Porter Jr. do? He kicks it to our guy, Jonathan Kaminga, who is just, he, he bossed up. He bossed up a lot tonight, okay? He had a lot of great dunks. He had a lot of slashing buckets. A few times, they just handed him the ball, and he was like, all right, I'm going to make things happen. He made things happen that way. He got to the free free throw line uh, to five times and took t- 10 shots. He only had three of them, but he got there because he was playing aggressive. And in this moment, Kaminga... And I'm not gonna say it was rookie. I'm not gonna say it was a rookie mistake because Jokic essentially has his back to him, and Kaminga has a clear lane to the basket, and this dude could jump from anywhere on the court almost. He has like five or six steps to take, so he takes a couple steps in, he jumps up, and Jokic somehow, somehow, maybe just by taking two giant steps because he is a giant man, he somehow recovers, and he blocks the shot, and boom. Game over, okay? The Warriors, they they get the foul. They don't they, they uh the, the Nuggets at the other end, they miss one. That's how you get to 89. Warriors get the ball back, two and a half seconds left. 
Andre Iguodala because <laughs> because they're not going to let Steph Curry take uh, the, the Nuggets were not going to have Steph Curry take that last shot to tie it, right? So the ball ends up in the hands of Iguodala. He airballs it. Good night, everybody. We're going home. But that play that, that Jokic made or that Kaminga didn't make, I don't know how you want to look at it, right? But that, that was the game right there, folks. GP2 tied it up 84. All that came back. The Warriors had a chance to make it. And, and Jokic, who is not, to me, a really good defender. He's big. He's big. But he's not really a good defender. Jokic made the play of the night. He definitely did. So, again, Warriors lose 89-86 to the, to the Denver Nuggets. And Steve Kerr spoke just a little bit ago. Right as this show is beginning, we have the sound cut up, and we're going to play it for you right now. Let's go. You touched on it yesterday. Draymond is one of the best players in the league. Who has to set that tone now that he would usually set, especially on the defensive end when he's not there? Uh, all five guys. You know, it's it's not a an individual thing. Um uh, you know, it's you don't replace a guy like Draymond with with one player. You you replace him with a, a collective energy, like we showed in the second half. Um, to hold hold a team to 29 points and a half without Draymond, um, that shows you how hard our guys played and uh, and the adjustments that they made um, from an aggression standpoint. Um, but we have to start the game out that way, um, being the aggressor and and um, and executing better right from the beginning. Understanding you guys are depleted. Was there also an emotional hangover from the Christmas game? Did that impact some of the readiness? Uh, that's always, uh, you know, a possibility in an 82 game season. You've got a lot of, you know, ups and downs. And and uh, that was a big, big win um, in Phoenix. And, you know, uh, Christmas Day game, national TV, all that stuff. Um, so whether that was a factor or not, I don't know. But uh, we clearly were not not ready to play um, tonight. What did you think of the way Steph started the game? And did you, did you see any adjustments that helped the spacing on the floor? Uh, we didn't really make many uh, adjustments um, strategically. Uh, we, we, our spacing was not good in the first half, but uh, the turnovers were a real problem. Um, I just felt like we weren't locked in. We weren't focused. We, we didn't play with uh, an edge uh, and they were, they were the aggressors from the beginning. You obviously played Steph a little more tonight. Uh, didn't give him a rest in the fourth quarter. Is that an option that you always have on your mind? And, and why did you use it this time? Uh, tonight was one of those games where, you know, you, 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 I, I didn't, I didn't want to play him 39 minutes. But the only way we were going to win was to to keep playing him in that fourth quarter. Um, and we were struggling to score when he was when he was out, and uh, so I decided to. Uh, to push it, and uh, not something I'm planning on doing very often. That's for sure. And what did you think of Kaminga? He got you gave him two really long runs. Uh, obviously, there seemed to be some mistakes, but also some bright stuff. And also, then you get him in for the final 32 seconds, and he gets the ball in his hands. Uh, did you did you like what you saw overall? And what did you think about the last play? Yeah, I mean, he he uh, he did a lot of really good things. You know, he was uh, uh, active defensively. Um, he attacked the rim. I mean, he got. 10 free throws, obviously struggled from the line, but that's okay. He'll, he'll, he'll figure that out. Uh, and then the last play, um, you know, our, our, I didn't see the replay. Our guys on the bench said they thought he got fouled. Um, but um, I liked the, uh, you, you know, we, we put him in 
um, on the two for one play with 35 seconds. And I liked the idea of um, him defensively if we did get the bucket, which we did, and then transition if we got the stop. And I, so, so both of those things uh, worked in terms of, you know, we got the stop and he was in transition and uh, love when he's attacking the rim because he's, uh, you know, he's one of the best athletes in the league. Um, but probably not going to get that call at this stage in his career. Um, but I, th I thought Jonathan did a lot of good things and all these minutes are great for him. You know, he's going to be up and, and down and there's going to be good nights and tough nights, but they're, they're all really productive minutes for, for his growth. How did uh, Jordan come through today? And uh, is there a chance he could return uh, Thursday? Yeah, he, uh, he was in a good mood today, as you might expect, um, finally getting out of the, the hotel in Boston and, making it home and he got a good workout in uh, while we were playing and uh, we'll reevaluate everything um, on Thursday. He'll get another, another session in tomorrow. Uh, oh, it was only a couple plays, but GP two on the box and one on Jokic. Yeah. Uh, who came up with that and in, in what was, you know, kind of the genesis of that, that idea? Well, we've, uh, we've, we've played around with a lot of different stuff this year and uh, I can't remember uh, which coach suggested it, but uh, not something that uh, you see a lot of uh, with, you know, boxing one is usually on a guard. Um, we, we thought we'd give it a try to see if we could take them out of their rhythm. And uh, they scored, I think both times and we, we got out of that. So didn't work. Okay, so a box in one with GP2, 6'3 on Jokic, 7 foot. That didn't work out. Who would have who thought that? No, but you, you got to give it up to them for creativity, right? Because... At the end of the day, GP2, he kind of plays, he kind of plays like a big. He's a six foot three big, right? Like he, he plays, he plays above the rim offensively. He can shoot a little bit. He's not a passer like a traditional point guard would be. And and he he has those, he has those sticky hands. He has those those quick active hands that can get in there. And I kind of get what they were doing, right? It's like, well, maybe, just maybe he can strip Jokic a couple of times and and then boom, we have a play going the other way. But what you wound up with was, uh, was you know, the bully just sitting there with the smaller kid. It, it, like it, I, That image of like in a cartoon where someone's trying to attack someone bigger and they just extend their arm, they put it on their head and the person's sitting there and they're just flailing their arms and like they're not touching this guy because he's so much bigger. That's what it kind of looked like. That's what it kind of looked like. That's basically what, what we saw there, man. A few interesting things that Kerr said that, that, that I that I also noticed, okay? Kerr said there wasn't an adjustment. And there wasn't. There wasn't an adjustment in what they were trying to do. They were essentially trying to do the same. They just did it better. They did it better. The passes became more crisp. Pe the cuts became more crisp. People, passes weren't sailing out of bounds. They were still passing the ball. They were still passing the ball, but it just wasn't, you know, flying to nowhere. You know, when the pass got there, there was someone there to catch it. He also started hitting shots. And another thing, another thing is that in the first, uh, I want to say for the first quarter, maybe first quarter and a half, the Nuggets were shooting something ridiculous, like 70% from the field. And anytime I see something like that happen, and I don't care I don't care what team it is. I don't care if it's a good team. I don't care if it's a bad team. When you see a gaudy number, like 70% from the field, that's, that's not, that's not going to last. That's going to even out. And it might not even out to the point of where, oh, they're only shooting 40%. They are 20% by the end of the game. But you're not going to shoot 70% as a team 
for an entire game. So when you look at the fact that, look, the Nuggets scored 29 points in a half of basketball. The Dubs locked them down, but also that was a little bit of that regression to the mean that you kind of expect to happen. So when they were up by 24 at the half, I'll, I'll be honest, I did not see the furious comeback that we almost saw happening, but also knew, I knew, I knew they weren't going to sit there and shoot as well as they were shooting. They were hitting contested shots. They were hitting uncontested shots. They were getting wide open. They were running down the lane. It, it was it was a free-for-all in that first half. And the defense, while only giving up 89 points, they, they gave up 29 in the second half. That's 60 in the first half. That looked bad. That looked really, really bad. And early on, I definitely felt like they missed Draymond Green because they did. Because they did. Because he's that linebacker, man. Draymond Green, I call him Dre Lewis, okay? Ray Lewis, Dre Lewis. Dre Lewis because he is that defensive stalwart. That, it, that It's not just a matter of the, the plays that he makes. It's the plays that he allows other people to make. It's the help defense. It's the calling, hey, screen right here. And, and, and getting everybody set up and getting everybody into position the way a great linebacker does. The quarterback of the defense. Draymond Green is the quarterback of the Warriors defense. And early on, they did look discombobulated, but they recovered. They recovered. I saw Wiggins out there made some plays. JTA was out there making some plays. GP2, that's one of their defensive specialists. That guy got out there and made plays. And the defense settled in, and they were fine. We're moving forward. Thursday, in Denver, Mile High City, thin air. You got to play the same team again. And Jokic, he's going to be back. And guess what? They're going to feel like they got one over on you. But guess what? Guess what? We're bringing back Jordan Poole. Maybe we bring back Damian Lee. Now, we're not going to have Draymond Green. We're not going to have him. Okay, but we're going to have a few. We're going to have a few of them boys back in town when they roll into Denver in a few days, okay? And I, I would imagine, I would imagine that the outcome is way, way different than what we saw today. But that's only if, and that's only if, they go out there, and like Kerr said in, in, in the sound we just listened to, they came out flat. Do not come out flat on Thursday in Denver cuz if you do they're going to be at home that air is thin they're going to they're used to it they can run up and down the court all day and you you're going to be out of gas you might be a little tired so don't get out to a start like they had today and on Thursday we should be talking about a W on Warriors post game live i firmly believe it it's not that serious this is the Denver Nuggets, and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you can look and say, oh, we didn't have Draymond, and we didn't have this person, and, and this and that, and we had just come all this. But at the end of the day, you're a better basketball team than the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are missing guys too, okay? The Denver Nuggets are a 500 basketball team. Three days ago on Christmas Day, you took down the second-best team in basketball with, with, with the taxi squad of guys and Steph Curry. No way shouldn't have won. No way they should not have won today's game. And that's the moral of the story. And I would expect, I would expect that on Thursday, they rolled into Denver looking for some revenge. And I think they're going to get it. And I think they're going to get it. For my man Sterling Bennett, I'm Shamari Block. This has been Warriors Post Game. From my block to yours, good night, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.